Association, new music right there from John Vanderslice. He has a new EP out, a tribute to the late great David Berman, and I played the track Taverns of the Neo Subcortex. John is a songwriter who's been at it for 20 years, founded the Tiny Telephone recording studio in San Francisco, now in Oakland, uh, founded in the early aughts, which is where I met him, and he's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. Uh, first, I'd like to play this song, one of my favorite songs on the new EP called I Get a Strange Kind of Pleasure from Just Hanging On. You're listening to Free Association right here on WCBC. Yeah. 
start up your car And don't forget to drive away You're more likely to crash where you are Just go And walk around the So I, I want to start with just, I, I love both of these records. The timing is great. The, the, the EP, that, that first single, I Got a Strange Kind of Pleasure from Just Hanging On, it re, that thing stayed in my head for days. And it was just like, and I was, I was listening to it. I, I listened to it so many times and I thought, you know, this, how is it that this song has never been written before? Because it's so pure and such a, it's such a great plea yeah and, and it's sort of like it's so great i mean the whole that's the opening line just get getting out of bed to get out of your head it was so yeah right on and I, I just want to ask you like a lot of these songs feel there's like an anxiety to a lot of this to the lot yeah. of this, like the especially instrumentals right yes are you did this did was this stuff written during the lockdown or, oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. oh right. yeah i mean that it's funny that you mentioned that because that makes total sense to me. I mean, it, it, that song is basically, it's almost like a one, four, five, you know, which is like death, you know what I mean? So it's like the most, you know, simple and kind of like, it's, it's, a, it's a chord progression that is plugged into our DNA forever. And there's something that was so um, easy about writing that song. As you know, you write songs like most songs you write, even if they sound simple are they're like torture devices. You know what I mean? They're, it's painful to, to edit and to like whittle down these ideas and to struggle. And that was, it's just one of the, it's like once a year, you're going to get a free ride, you know, and you right, better right. like not uh, F it up, you know? Yeah. Um, so the, the album was really mostly written in February, April. I mean, sorry, February, March, and April, which was for me was like the peak. We're never getting out of this. So it was done, it was really late in the pandemic. And it was like, a lot of my friends were like starting to get like more hopeful. And I'm usually pretty hopeful in general. Like, and I just felt like, oh no, we're never, you know, we're never going to get to herd immunity. These are, right. we're going to get variants until we get a super variant. And then we're going to, you know, like we just, you know, they, we have a mask mandate now in LA. I know, I read so that. It's like, I read that in LA. Yeah. That's just new. And that's, that's like a, a new thing. So everybody has to wear a mask indoors, right? Yeah, it's the second yeah. day. So, and that's wow. like, it's amazing wow. to backpedal in the summer because you, you know what I mean? Like 
you know we're outside and yeah, yeah right right of course so this is this feels like i mean i think people are just like it's like total nihilism now you know being cooped up for so long um you know just going outside was absolutely crucial for us i mean we it would have well, i don't know what we would have done if we because we went to new hampshire a lot we that's went up there quite a bit and just did you know all the hikes we wanted to do also the thing is you know i actually built a little recording studio here just very simple like setting yeah. up a mic setting up you know a few learning to play guitar a little better you know learning to play piano a little better just things like that, just basic things. But but this this record is it's so unique. I mean, the very first track is like so out there. You know, it's like, what <laughs> it's am like I getting brutal. into here? <laughs> I know. It's so brutal, right? It's just yeah. like it's brutal. I mean, I love it because it's it's the most like antisocial, kind of like anti. Um, pop thing i've ever done you know it's 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 basically one eight note sequence that repeats for four minutes yeah let's play this track it's uncommon love off the new ep from john vanderslice who's here with us and then we'll play the track late life realization off the same ep you're listening to free association right here on wcbc <laughs> Thank you. 
you know, I started listening to a lot of Autechre stuff, especially the NTS uh, records. Uh, yeah. And there was something about the opening of NTS one with like this, like, you know, just drudgery of just this like plotting, like the tempo's too slow. It's like, no one would choose that tempo for this like kind of like plotting, like, like almost like two note melody line. And that Autechre thing, it just blew me away. I was just like, I want to make music as unfriendly as this that somehow wins you over, like against your judgment and your, all your musical education. You're like, okay, I'm all in on this, like this stuff. Yeah, so right. I, you can so, admire the, admire that, that it's track one that you, you chose yeah. the first track. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Cause I, at some point you just, you literally stop caring because you're like, you know, I, this is my 13th record and it's like, I've really done everything to like please people and like, and myself, I mean, you know, that's another thing that like, you know, sometimes artists, you, you not only like try to please your fans or maybe your potential fans, but you try to please yourself. And like, yeah. I think that sometimes music needs to be a little bit more rigorous, you know, and maybe a little bit more brutal. And like, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the, the next record I'm going to put out in November is called Death Bug. And that's like a very messed up. Record. Yeah, it's funny because I work with Michael Girard of Swans and he once yeah. said, I I've now at this point I have no one to answer to but God. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that so sounds right. I'm just I'm just uh in fact I think one of the tracks he said, Yeah, I kinda wimped out there. It should have really been like fifteen minute track or something something like that. That's amazing. You know, but it's like I guess you're right, at a certain point you have this large body of work and you have tons you're so prolific. At a certain point you're just like, you know, I don't have any anyone yeah. to answer and to. You, and point. you don't care. And you, don't care. you also you maybe think it's good to be you know, sometimes you're, you know, you're at a party and you're listening to your friend speak and your friend says something that's like kind of dangerous, you know, like heroin's underrated. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> you, know I mean? because, you know, we're used to a certain yeah. like snoozy dialogue from everyone. You know what I mean? Right. Just like the most boring, like, like just middle of the road stuff, even if it's, you know, like, oh, I think that like Hail to the Thief is such an underrated record. It's like, yeah, we've heard that before, man. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, like you just want to be challenged and, and amused, you know? Like, yeah. once someone asked me if I believed in, the, like, Bush did 9-11 or made it happen or let it happen conspiracy, and I was like, you know what? I do, just for fun. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I literally do, just for fun. Like, I actually do. Why not? Believe, yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah. I just want to be, I want to be entertained, man. And I want to be like, yeah, I want to like be. You said, it's like you said before, when we were talking about live shows, like the last time I saw you, you were battling with the voice. And it's like, oh. I don't go, I don't go to see live shows for perfect concerts. And it was like this experience. You'll never, I'll never see a show like that. I know. Again. And it was, I mean, it was real. So you saw someone suffer in a way I was, because artists don't say, tell, they're not honest. They don't what was say that. Ever. They don't say that. Right. Exactly. No. Right. I was so amazed that you were just totally honest at the very beginning. Yeah. I've got yeah. this drink here. I'm dealing with this. It's like, wow. You know, he's not even trying to hide it. Just like, yep. this is what I'm dealing with. I was just so, I thought that was so great. You know? Well, the, the um, next show was worse because I played yeah, in, because you New saw York me. At, wow. Yeah, I was in New York at great at, at Music Hall Williamsburg, Williamsburg and I really lost the ability to start to transpose the songs because my voice was just so bad. And like, right. so I, I probably talked for 90% of the set and it was, I, and there's a point where I was just like, is this good or bad? And I was like, it doesn't matter because if I walked into this room, I would be like, this is weird. 
you know, this is this is truly a weird show. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's great. I'm which sorry, is great. <laughs> that has real value. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Like yeah. I feel like I'm immune to performance at this point. You know, I've seen like so many great bands, and like of course it's always amazing to see a good band, but it's like you want to connect. You, you know, you want to connect with people. There was a connection there for sure. Well, let's play another track off of this record. John Vanderslice is here. He has a new EP out. The name of this track is Don't Forget About Me. You're listening to Free Association right here on WZBC. to um talk about david berman for a minute because i know that you guys go way back and and a friend i don't i didn't know him personally but a friend of mine was friends with him and he said he used to get postcards all the time with these sayings awesome and and, and i guess that was a thing that he did right and that's the title of your your record was yeah that right it was a postcard yeah. yeah 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 he i was surprised like you know he was like a hero and a mentor and in many ways he was like very intimidating to me because i contacted him after you know, sometimes when you meet, meet your like, like people who are really influential to you, sometimes you meet them at a moment where they don't really freak you out. You know what I mean? You meet them more as a peer and then maybe they get bigger and bigger and bigger and everything works out. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm good friends with Jamie Stewart from Shushu and that I love Shushu, but I met Jamie so long ago that like, I just feel like he's like a friend, you know, same with Darnell, but with... With, with Berman, I was like really obsessed with his records when I met him and I couldn't really get over that intimidation. Do you know what I mean? Like mm, I always right. felt terrified of like, oh, I could only ruin this. You know what I mean? I could only, mm. I could only drive this downhill. You know what I mean? Like, mm. And so I was always surprised at how much he kept up with me. You know, like I think that when you're intimidated with people that you actually just like almost disappear, you back away, you know? And he didn't really allow me to do that. So he would like send me stuff, email me, contact me, like keep me in his view. And it made me feel like 
I don't know, it made me feel like loved and it made me feel like, like validated, not as an artist, but as a friend. It's like, oh, this guy actually genuinely thinks I'm like funny and interesting. So, you know, he mailed me a lot of stuff. He, he loved all of these old uh, wrestling photos from the 70s and 80s. And like, you know, he would just go on these like wild shopping sprees and just buy a bunch of stuff. And he had pen pals. And like, you know, he wasn't really... Um, like really pre you didn't care about emailing or um, social media stuff. So that was his like way of connecting. And I would see him every time I was there and I would see him when he was in San Francisco, but like that was, you know, there's not a lot of people that, you know, like, you know, the pen paling is like dead, right? You know what I mean? Right, like, like right. Yeah, like writing letters, like physical letters is such a, is yeah. such a unique thing, you know, that we, yeah. we sort of lost with, with email. But I love that. I love that about, about him. I thought his Purple Mountains record was just fantastic. And I, yeah. I loved the, you know, we talked about the purity of this song in some of your songs on like, the, I get a strange kind of pleasure. I felt that way with, um, I love being my mother's son, where he's just talking about yeah. how much he loves his mother. Who, yeah. who does that in a rock song? I know. You know, I know. it's just like, that's just so, I, I mean, I was in tears listening to that because it's just like, you never hear that, you know? And yeah. but it's so real and so pure and so honest, you know? I, I know you, at a certain point, you know, I've been following your career for a while. At a certain point, it seems like around the Cedars, you sort of shifted into more adventurous stuff and you started getting into the modular synths. And when I, when I yeah. made a tiny telephone, you were really, you know, pretty, pretty steeped in that. And I know Jamie was there and you guys were talking about that quite a bit. And, and I'm just wondering, this is a kind of a, a, maybe a tough question to answer, but can you talk about like, how did you, first of all, how did you make that shift? Cause I, as a songwriter, I find it really hard to, 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 to break out of, a certain mold you know but at oh, a yeah. point with cedars it's like i don't hear verse chorus bridge really i, I just yeah. hear i you know and that's r really hard to do i mean i, I don't yeah. think people who aren't songwriters realize how hard that is to do to break out of a certain mold that you're you've been working yeah. in for a long time and i'm just curious how, how did you do that was it was it like bringing in new sounds was it was it like i'm gonna write lyrics first was it like collaboration with jamie maybe he yeah. you know put i'm like what how do you go yeah, about doing that? What's, you know, I appreciate you saying that because it's like, I do think that like you, your big fear as a songwriter is that you can't like, you, you know, you get these systems in place, right? These systems of like writing and refining songs, like, and, and what you call a song even, you know, and that's, that's right. like truly exhausting. And so what I think it was really interesting is, the best thing that I did was stop. I stopped making music from basically 2014 to 2018. You know, I just, I basically quit. You know, I, I wanted to just produce albums of other artists and I wanted to not tour and I wanted to, um, I think I wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to, to have friends. I wanted to be like a healthier person. And, and then when I came back, that's when I was really starting. I was like, you know, had worked on so many records with Rob Shelton and Jamie Riotto that like, it was just natural that I would collaborate with them. And I think that when I came back, just like my, Michael, you were saying like, it's, you know, only God, God can judge me or whatever. You know, like, I think that when I came back, it felt like, Oh, I already had a career, you know, and I like kind of wrapped it up and I put out 11 records or 12 records or whatever. And it doesn't, 
doesn't matter anymore. You know, like I felt free in a way that I didn't care if not only did I not care what the content of, of a review was, I didn't care if I was actually reviewed. And that's a big deal. If you spend your whole life chasing the dream of filling up a small rock club with, you know, 165 people, this is, you know, you need that whole engine. You need, you need right. booking agents and managers. Right. You yep. need people. And like, and so when you have all of that infrastructure, you tighten up. You know what I mean? It's like fourth yes, quarter in a basketball right. game. You know what right. I mean? Like you're Absolutely. not, you're not in the moment. You're not playing free. You're trying to run out the clock. And like, so when I came back, you know, the collaboration with Rob and Jamie was big Two, I didn't really care anymore. Three, I had been given all of these modular synths by someone who lived in the Bay area. Some guy who was just like, used to be a soundtrack guy, worked at CBS records in New York, had acquired all this, Many, you know, modular Moog stuff, a, a 3C, two ARP 2600s, all of these synthesizers, all of these drum machines. He used to work at Keyboard Magazine. He just gave me a huge van filled with like esoteric, really unattainable keyboards for me at the time. So that was big. And then the idea of that when I came back, I was like, okay, if I'm going to make another record, then it has to be there has to be some, some reason I'm making. I can't just do another Dagger Beach or try to do like a Pixel Revolt. Like, oh, these are pop songs, but they have like, you know, mel real Mellotrons on them and they're kind of weird and they have prog elements. Like it just, it didn't feel enough to me. So that's when I think I started disconnecting from my old systems, you know, my old concretized way of, of like, of planning out music. And that includes verse, chorus, verse, right. chorus, bridge, yep. And like, oh, this needs to have a key change here. And these are the tricks we use. And there's like an unreliable narrator and there's a narration, you know, like there's, right. And, and there's a tonal center, you know? And so I think that when I made the Cedars, I felt like it was a radical change in my discography. And then after about a month, I listened to it and I was like, whoa, this is impossible it really felt exactly like every other record I'd made. You know what oh, I mean? It wow. felt like, I was like, oh. I, it was like, oh, this is like a super tanker that's in the ocean and I'm trying to like turn it around and it's literally, it's I can move it so one slow. degree a month. You know what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is impossible. So then we made um, Dollar Hits, which, you know, the source material from Dollar Hits was like the raw tracks of the Cedars. And that was very freeing because we started with like, we basically, it was almost like we were, it was all analog, but we were almost like sampling a record. And then we were doing crazy tricks with like very speeding vocals and just like making, destroying images is, is what we yeah. were, you know, kind of I'd seeing. I'd love to play a track off Dollar Hits. What do you, what do you, what do you recommend? Oh God, I, I really, I, I mean, you know what I think is cool off Dollar Hits? Let me dial up the... Uh, I just think it's such a weird record. It is man. a really it's, weird record. I I can't. There's a, one I really love. Oh, even dried up is one of my favorites. That's probably yeah. The, I mean, even dried up is cool. Fireworks is also really weird. Fireworks. Oh yeah, yeah fire let's play that one. Let's play that one.
Free Association, that's Fireworks, from the record Dollar Hits by John Vanderslice, who is our special guest tonight. Next up is a track from his record The Cedars, which came out in 2019. The name of the track is 151 Rum. Stay with us. You're listening to Free Association right here on WZBC. You know, moving to L.A. helped because I didn't have tiny telephone to lean on anymore. You know, I was basically just like in my back house studio and I had, excuse me, an ARP 2600 and a mini Moog and a Prophet 5 and some other basic stuff and a bunch of like electron drum machines. And I just started making, I started creating. That's a lot right there. (laughs) It's a lot. Just that is just way more than most people have. 
Absolutely. But you're right. I mean, you get you get attached to a studio. I mean, I we have Q Division here before the lock, lockdown happened. And yeah. I was there. I was so prolific when I found an when if, when you find an engineer you like. In my case, yeah. it was Rafi Sofer. We we were just putting out stuff all the time, you know. And and so you get you get used to that. And so when the lockdown happened, they closed down. It was like you really have to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Or moving, or moving to LA, you know, moving to a yeah. city. It's like starting over. It's starting over. And then I think I felt more um, free, I guess, to, to, do, to do these like, almost like these experiments. And you know what really helped me is doing all those Insta Live shows because I would have to write material oh, yeah. very quickly right. for Insta Live and then I would record it. And then sometimes I would be like, this is genuinely good. I need to take these four minutes out of this and then craft it, sculpt it, edit it, fix it, add stuff on it or subtract stuff and then move on and, and do it again next week. So that really helped That's interesting. me. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that. I, I wanted to talk about the Tiny Telephone record that you just put out. And the, oh, there's a bunch of rarities on here. One of, them is, one of them is Piano Lesson for Mina. And I wanted to ask you about White Wilderness is one of my favorite of your, because you, we talked about this before. I love, I love the whole, I'm an arranger and I love the arrangements awesome. on it. So did, did she... Did, who did the arrangements? Did you write out the arrangements? Did she no, write she, them out? She, she them I out. only delivered. So that demo, the piano lesson for Mina, that's exactly the only, that's only thing I delivered. And I didn't say anything to Mina. I didn't say, oh, I think this should be like, you know, this should be like a win quintet. I didn't say anything. I just oh, wow. gave her. Wow. Yeah. I, the whole rule that I told Mina was like, I was like, Mina, I'm going to, I'm going to give you 10 songs and you're going to do anything you want. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say, oh, I think that this should be more <laughs> sprightly or whatever. You know, I'm like, I'm going to like allow you to completely collaborate with me. And also I did not have an editorial voice. So, you know, of course we, you know, we had many rehearsals together with different permutations of players and, and this but was, Nina magic, was the magic, 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 yeah. orchestra that she magic, magic orchestra. So she would pick, she would pick the instrumentation based on your sketches. hundred percent. And she wow. would like drive the tempo. She would like create intros, outros. Like she would, she was given all of the power to make these, like the, the kind of like the executive decisions of a producer and as an arranger, that was all her. And I wouldn't, I really, I wasn't nervous about it. I was just like, this is going to be better if I just am the songwriter and singer and just step back. Yeah, let's listen to your sketch uh, from the Tiny Telephones comp followed by her, her arrangement. I think her arrangement is so cool um, off of White Wilderness 2011. John Vanderslice is here. You're listening to Free Association right here on WZBC 90.3 FM.
It's two over four. Which side are you? association that was the piano lesson from white wilderness 2011 by john vanderslice just before that a, a sketch of that song off of the new tiny telephone uh rarities compilation called ethical jute mouse john vanderslice is here uh this is a track off of his record dagger beach called song for dana Locke. 
You're listening to WZBC right here on 90.3 FM. The red band stretches out Across the Farallon's dagger beach Bay windows with Victorian glass And power lines that carry the telegraph
behind the valley mall receiving dark I found blocks of multicolored moon rocks They're crystal Another piece I like on this, I'm looking at the, the playlist here, is the the Long Dark Blues, the Jason Molina cover. And yeah. we talked about this last time we talked. And it, I thought it was funny that you, <laughs> in the track title, you put rejected cover. Um, yeah. So, so what, it's so unique. And I went back and listened to the original. And it's just, I love the space you put in it. And why do you, th first of all, why do you think it was rejected? And, and secondly, it, was that all you on the voices or did you have like a choir or, or how did that? It, it's, it's all, it's all me. And hmm. the thing is, I, I think, you know, what's funny is that like, like Jason was a weird guy, right? Like Jason, like, you know, I think he would have loved that. Sure. Like, I think he, I think he would have been like, okay, you're actually listening to me. You know what I mean? Like, right. because I was like really obsessed with his, the demo disc that came along with the secretly Canadian, you know, LP that was just like him playing in his kitchen with like birds outside and acoustic guitar. Right. And, and so I, I think that like probably some of his fans or a lot of, you know, people, they, I think this is less probably happening now, but like, I think if people identify with like, Oh, you know, like Magnolia Electro, you know, this is like, alt country neil young influenced right, alt right. and it's like they see that it's in this like camp first off i think that like a cover is almost the most boring thing possible you know <laughs> what i mean it's like i think it brings out the worst instincts in people because there's reverence right the second that there's like reverence for something yeah, yeah. you're done it's over you know what i mean like we have that fuck, problem I, with, we have that problem with ghost train all the time and it, it's 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 the whole challenge is you have to make it complete you have to reimagine it Yep. Otherwise, it's not worth doing, you know. 100%. You know. I just heard this Bowie cover. I don't remember who it was. It was on my, like, release radar on Spotify. And it was, like, it was from an artist who's really interesting. It was maybe the most boring cover I've ever. I, I just, like, I wanted to, like, like, you know, this is an open door here. This is, you know, they've already, this artist is a genius. You need to be adding something crucial to this, not just doing some snoozy, like, you know, I don't know. So I imagine, yeah, it really does. It has to be reimagined. It has to be, it has to be respectful to the artist. I mean, you know, I always think with the artist like this, you know, and if it's just like a, a, a slow, you know, basically, you know, the trick is just to do like a more down tempo <laughs> snoozy cover of whatever you're covering. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like yeah, somehow that right. feels like crucial. And it's like the artist would hate that. You know what I mean? Like right. that's, that's not respectful to, so I, um, I am mad. I never heard the comp, but I imagine it's filled with like, and this sounds bitter. I'm not bitter about it. I don't really care if it was accepted or not. To me, it's better if it's rejected because it's funny title for a song. <laughs> it's a funnier story. You know what I mean? So it's in my interest, but right. I imagine that whatever that cover was, and I don't remember what it is that 
it was very reverent, reverent, alt country, down tempo stylings that, that like read as like, Oh, this was a tragic death. Right. This is like, you know, this is the, we, we we could imagine a, a concert like this in a church with like, Right. Yeah, people, you know, finger picking acoustic guitar and like right. doing even sadder versions of but Jason Molina songs. You, but to come to you, I mean, that would I would imagine you would you would reimagine it. So I would. I, I think they only came to me because they knew that I that I that I knew him. Right. Well, let's hear this track. This is "Long Dark Blues" by John Vanderslice. He's here with us. You're listening to Free Association right here on WZBC. Now the whole place is dark Every light on this side of the town Suddenly it all went down Now we'll all be brothers fires of the sun Now we'll all be sisters of The fossil glow of the moon They'll be working in the cold gray rock Concrete streets They'll be working in the hot mill steam In the sirens and the silences now All those great set-up hearts All at once it'll start to be Tonight, if you don't want it to be a secret out of the past, I will resurrect it. Have a good look at it. Kids blood across my beak Dust my feathers in its ash Feel his ghost breathing down my back I will try, no, wherever I try I will be gone, but not forever We will try, no, whatever I try We'll be gone, but not forever I will let everything be what it will start to taste the dust I forget 
Mama, here comes midnight with the dead moon in its jaws. Must be the big star about to fall. Long dark blues below the wisp. Long dark blues, the ageless darkness. Long dark blues, the big star is falling. Long dark blues, listen. Long dark blues through the static and distance. Long dark blues, a farewell transmission. Long dark your use of the it's the use of just the voice i'm just fascinated by the human voice i love choirs i love children's me choirs too. me I too love, i love um harmonizing i love all that stuff yeah. and and just just there's not there's nothing more expressive to me than the voice, you know. Hey, did you like the new Clark record? I don't think I've heard that. Oh, you should hear. Oh, it's really good. Oh. And it has like a really good like 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 choir stuff on it. Oh, nice. It's real and and like a boy singer. It's really good record. Oh. I mean, I think Clark is 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 always interesting. Some of the best sounding electronic music that you've ever heard. And what what's the name of this new record? We should play we should play a track off that. What's oh, that? yeah, you should. Um so yeah, it's called Playground in a Lake. And I think that um play play the song small. Yeah, it's 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 really beautiful.
Yeah, he, uh, I, I, I would I would recommend Clark in your life. We should probably talk about your tour because you've got these living room shows. Does Undertow specifically do living room shows? Is that their? Th- I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's about. all they do. That's all yeah, they so, do. Okay. Yeah, they're like kind of like a punk. You know, it's like two people in Champagne, Urbana. They're amazing. I, I really trust them, and they've kind of perfected with Dave Bazan of Pedro the Lion. They've perfected this. Um, this way of doing shows that they're pre-ticketed house shows where you have these like, basically like, like a network of houses, art galleries, hair salons, record pressing plants. Like it's literally any space where, you know, you, the, the system is very like secure. It's like, it's only one person. It's only one band or person unamplified. And the show starts at eight. So it's just like every single undertow is the exact, there's no, you don't have to think about it. You show up at seven, you sit in an ice comfy chair. The tickets are between 40 and 80 people. And usually the hosts provide like alcohol and, you know, snacks and people can bring whatever they want to bring. Um, you, you know, I, I've played shows where people have brought like, like, you know, a cooler filled with like, like, you know, like cocktail fixings. You know what I mean? They're, like, they're literally making cocktails during the show and like, and they're wild. It can, you know, I've, I've played in clubs that have been shut down, cafes that have been shut down. I've played in the backyards of mansions. I've played in the apartments hmm. of, you know, super working class people living in wherever. You know, it's so, it's, there's no rhyme or reason to where, it's just someone that likes you that wants to host a show. You're going to go. Yeah, so I'm doing a, a Midwest in August and then I'll be on the East Coast in November. So, oh, cool. you know, I'll be putting out on my Instagram, which is John Vanderslice, I'll put out a call for hosts. So I'll be looking for, you know, Boston hosts, like Portland, Maine, you know, like, like Western Mass, like, you know, the whole thing. Like, it's, it's amazing. Well, thanks for coming on. We covered a lot of ground. I'll be playing a lot of tracks that we talked about. Thank yeah. you so Thank much. You. And I'll, I'll talk you. to you really soon. All right. Take care, John. All right. All right. Bye, Brian.